0: Hey guys, it's Jimmy Moore, and if you read my book, Keto Clarity, you know I told you about one breath ketone meter on the market today. It's called Ketonix, K-E-T-O-N-I-X dot C-O in America dot com around the world. They're still the one and only breath ketone device on the market, and they just got better. Introducing the brand new Ketonix USB 2017 model, and it provides lots of cool graphs that show up right there on your computer it's $190 and for an extra $30 you can also get a battery pack now they still have the ketonics 2015 available in both red and blue for $150 each but all the bells and whistles on this brand new ketonics usb 2017 model are worth the price of admission so go check it out you guys ketonics.co in america ketonics.com around the world One of the hottest books in keto right now is called The Keto Diet, The Complete Guide to a High-Fat Diet by Leanne Vogel from Healthful Pursuit. Go get your copy now from Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere books are sold. The Keto Diet. Coming up in episode 1252, Mm. Ellen Davis connecting and educating and making the world a more informed and healthier place.
1: You're listening to the Live and Levita Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. You've helped change so many lives and give us all the courage to take on the rest of the world. This is the longest running health podcast on the air today. You've done so much to spread the word about how diet matters. Over 1,000 episodes strong and counting.
0: The amount of lives that you've changed at this point is incalculable. And now, here's our host and international best-selling author, you're like the LL Cool J of Podcast, Jimmy Moore. Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Livin' La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore, and today I am very privileged to welcome to the podcast a lady by the name of Ellen Davis. She is an expert on ketogenic nutrition, also an accomplished author and alternative health advocate. You may know her website, it's been out there for a little while. Ketogenic Diet Resource. That's ketogenic diet resource dot com. It offers information and books on how to treat diabetes, cancer, and other diseases, all with a ketogenic diet. It also provides a comprehensive source of information and tools for customizing a ketogenic diet plan to fit a whole range of health goals. And she's here today because she has a book. That I really want you to know about it's called fight cancer with a ketogenic diet using a low carb fat burning diet as metabolic therapy Ellen Davis my friend welcome to the show
2: well thank you for having me Jimmy I'm very glad to be here
0: I have known you for many years and girl You made that ketogenic diet resource into literally a a Wikipedia of all things ketogenic. Long before Jimmy Moore started talking about keto and writing Keto Clarity, you were out there doing your thing, building this resource. Uh, I I really am interested in why you decided to create that resource. But before we do, tell us a little more about yourself, because people may not be familiar with who you are.
2: So uh, I um, am just a Person out there who found that eating a low carb diet made me feel better and decided to let other people know about it. There's there nothing go. special, other than I'm just another person who felt like crap most of the time and decided to change the way she ate and found that it made a huge difference. And so I started a website called Healthy Eating Politics when I first learned about the whole cholesterol lie. I remember thing. that po- that blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when I, first, I learned about you, and I got on your forum and started talking with the people there and you and, and figuring out some things, and then um, found the low-carb thing through you and Dr. Ead's book, read that book, and just got… Protein Power, uh, yep. Yeah, Protein Power, and got really uh, interested in the whole uh, science of it, and really, I wrote my website to teach myself, and I went back to school and got a master's degree in nutrition, applied clinical nutrition, and… Yeah. And just basically started putting some information together so that I knew what was out there and, and, and what, how effective this diet could be for so many things. And I just wanted to share it with other people.
0: And you are such a nerd when it comes to the science. I love that about people that get so excited about this because, you know, it's one thing to put conjecture out there and opinion and propaganda, quite frankly, that a lot of the other side of things, specifically the vegan community, tends to do And and – kind of like trying to strike on people's emotion. That's not Ellen Davis's style. Your style is look, here's what the studies say, here's the study, go look it up yourself. But here's yep. a here's kind of a summarization of what that study was about and how it applies to your life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm all about making sure that the information I share is accurate scientifically.
0: Yeah, and you do that in spades. So did you ever think when you switched over from that healthy eating politics page to this ketogenic diet resource page that it would grow into this kind of monstrosity? Literally, you guys, go go do this right now. Go on a search engine and just type in ketogenic liver or ketogenic cancer or keto, anything like a keyword. You're going to find Ellen pops up on the first page of most of these results. So did you yeah. ever imagine that was going to happen?
2: <laughs> I, You know, it was what I hoped because, you know, the whole point of starting a website, well, not the whole point. For me, it was sharing information and helping people. But part of it is that you want to be able to make a living from it. So I am very, it's very surreal to me that it has done as well as it has. I have, I have figured out how to make a living helping other people. And that was my goal.
0: Well, and, and, you know, now with the rise of ketogenic in the past couple of years, my book Keto Clarity uh, came out three years ago, was kind of the first, I guess, really big ketogenic book. And now there's a million of them coming out, yours included.
2: Yeah, and their brothers jumping on the bandwagon. Have you noticed that? And that's
0: okay, I think, as long as those of us who... Uh, are, are preaching the message of, of the true ketogenic, we can kind of cut through the muckety muck of some of these like pretenders that are out there. I, yeah. I saw this with low carb and even paleo to a lesser yeah. degree, where uh, it became a trend and then all these people started doing that. Oh yeah, it's low carb and then you look at the the menu option, it's like low fat milk and oatmeal yeah. and so, so we got to be very careful mm-hmm. in the community to make sure that we distinguish what we mean when we say ketogenic.
2: Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And there are a lot of great books out there that I wouldn't be able to write. Amy Berger's book on Alzheimer's is fantastic. Yep. Your books are great. It, there's a lot of really good books out there. It's not to denigrate anybody who's doing this, but there are also a lot of ninety nine books on Amazon that have taken whole pages oh from my, my website. Oh, So, uh, very annoying, but I, I just kind of let it go because it's getting the message out. And hopefully whoever reads those books that are kind of half written will realize maybe there's some more, you know, better information out on the web. So,
0: you know, they say that's the highest form of flattery is imitation. But unfortunately, imitation, uh, when you do verbatim, <laughs> what you've yeah. written, and you've you've had to deal with that probably more than anybody. I've also dealt with that. I've, I even see a few keto clarity imposter type books out there. They use the same mm-hmm. title and Uh, you just kind of shake your head.
2: You know, when you share information to help people, of course it's available to everyone, right? So, um, people are going to go look up keywords and figure out this keyword is underserved and, and try to make a buck off of it. And that's okay. Everybody's trying to make a living, but, uh, and I, and I'm not going to, I used to waste time, you know, running people down and telling them, Hey, you need to change that. But, but now I just, I don't even bother anymore because there's so many and, And uh, I just keep doing what I'm doing and keep my head down and keep going.
0: You know, at the end of the day, I think people read through the muckety muck and they support the people they know are doing good, good work. And you're definitely one of those people. that's been
2: my experience too. Just being generous has its own rewards. Let's just say that.
0: Indeed it does. Indeed it does. So uh, I, I guess to start this conversation, why don't we get your definition of what a ketogenic diet is?
2: So to me, a ketogenic diet is a diet that emphasizes healthy fats, natural animal fats, and, and vegetable fats like coconut oil, um, allows for enough protein to keep muscle mass in place when you lose, if you want to lose weight, you want to also keep your muscle mass, and then restricts carbohydrate to the amount that you can tolerate. So, some people, you know, if you're a younger guy with a lot of growth hormone and a lot of exercise routine going on during the week, you could probably eat a little more carbohydrate. For somebody like me who's severely insulin resistant, I have to keep my carbs down below thirty just just to maintain my weight.
0: Here, here. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I think sometimes people they've heard ketogenic so much, you know, thanks to Atkins. Atkins did us really a great service by kind of being way ahead of the trend on this whole low carb thing. But I think a lot of people, because of that association with the K word and and Atkins, they think it's all about weight loss. And so they neglect that there's all these other great benefits. And you definitely talk about it regarding cancer in your book. We'll get to that in a second. But what are some of these benefits that are non-weight loss benefits that you've personally seen and even seen in others that a ketogenic diet helps with?
2: Oh, well, I have a whole list in my book, but there's, you know, it reduces your triglycerides. It it was shocking to some people, but it improves your heart disease risk factor. Yes. Because it lowers your triglycerides. All that fat. (laughs) Yeah, all that fat. It's crazy. Um, It reduces, I mean, if you have heartburn, it's probably one of the best diets to adopt um, to get away from what they call GER, gastro reflux
0: disease. They found that by accident, actually. Uh, Dr. Westman, Eric Westman, did that study. And they were doing a totally different, uh, you know, looking at something else. But he had spontaneous uh, reporting from his uh, patients that were in the study. Oh, yeah, my heartburn went away. And he's like. Yeah. I saw it again and again and again. We have
2: to report yeah. this. Yeah, and and that's, a, nor, there's a, another guy named Norm Robillard that wrote yes. a several books on this. Um, and, he's been and on I'm this not, show. Yeah, he's great. So he's uh, kind of elucidated that mechanism there. And there's another Brazilian doctor who's done a lot of uh, research. is um, not so much toward diet, but changing the way that you treat GERD. Um, and part of it is reducing, yeah, your carbohydrate intake and your grain intake. So um, yeah, that that's another one of the benefits of a of a ketogenic diet. It makes your se- it, it, it protects normal cells. This is especially important for people who are undergoing you know treatments for diseases like cancer and diabetes. It helps your cells work better metabolically speaking. They can do more work with less oxygen. That's kind of a scientific thing, but it it uh, it reduces glycation damage in the body. So for diabetics, it reduces your HbA1c. Um, and the damage that can that can show up in long term diabetic complications, it, it reduces inflammation. It changes the genetic structure of your cells so that they express uh, healthier genetic uh, parameters in the body. It reduces. Um, neurological issues, it helps people with epilepsy, it helps people with uh, Parkinson's disease, uh, multiple sclerosis because it calms down the nervous system. There's a ton of benefits to being in ketosis, tons.
0: Other than that, it's totally useless.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally useless otherwise, but it basically fixes the body. Yes. Uh, You know, at at an underlying root cause because a lot a lot of disease is based in cellular dysfunction either energy processes or uh, you like in nerve cells a firing issue those nerve cells don't fire uh correctly but and being in ketosis fixed fixes the body at the cellular level basically it helps your cells return to normal if they're not normal and it helps them burn energy more efficiently and it helps them uh
1: behave in the way that they're supposed to behave. There are three superfoods no one should ever eat. Dr. Stephen Gundry, who is one of America's leading heart surgeons, reveals the foods that may be toxic to your body and might be draining your energy. Many of these foods are being marketed as superfoods for your health. These foods might be draining your energy, making you fatigued, causing you to gain weight, and lowering your metabolism. Luckily, Dr. Gundry has come out with a new solution to help with fatigue. Go to GetEnergy53.com to find out. That's getenergy 53 dot com
0: wouldn't you love to find a nut that is low in carbs, high in fat, and perfect as a healthy ketogenic snack? Well, look no further than Peely Nuts. That's spelled P-I-L-I. Go to eatpeelynuts.com and use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 10% off of your order of these one-of-a-kind keto nuts. Peely Nuts are higher in fat than any other nut out there with a whopping 23 grams of total fat. And they have the fewest carbohydrates at just 1% one gram per one-ounce serving. Plus, these delicious nuts are loaded with a full array of vitamins and micronutrients, including vitamin E, magnesium, potassium, manganese, calcium, phosphorus, and more, because of the mineral-rich volcanic soil that they're harvested from in the Philippines. If you've never tasted a Peely Nut, you'll be pleased to know that it's got a soft bite and a buttery flavor unlike any other nut you've ever put in your mouth. EatPeelyNuts.com is the original company to bring sprouted peely nuts to the united states and are also the first to offer them sprouted in coconut oil for added healthy saturated fats i absolutely love peely nuts and i think you will too try them for yourself by visiting eatpeelynuts.com and don't forget to use my special coupon code llplc at checkout to get 10 percent off of your order give them a taste and you'll see there's no better nut than a peely nut have you tried the Jigsaw Electrolyte Supreme yet? It replenishes minerals, B vitamins, and electrolytes that are lost daily through sweat, urination, occasional diarrhea, and exercise. A Live in La Vida low-carb show listener named Tricia writes, I listened to your podcast on the iPhone app and have enjoyed your sponsor Jigsaw Health, where you talked about the electrolytes lemon-lime for $10 off with coupon code LLVLC. My feet and legs cramp up often, even though LCA HF two and a half years, and then keto half year after that for three years total eating well. I wondered if the electrolytes would help, so I used your coupon code. First night of drinking the mixture all day, no cramps, slept well, and every night since. Just reordered the three pack this time, saving more money and using your code once again. Thank you, it really tastes good and works great. I use twice the amount of water they suggest, or it's too sweet for me, so I put a scoop in 16 ounces or half a scoop in in eight ounces instead of one in eight so join trisha get jigsaw electrolyte supreme head on over to lowcarbelectrolytes.com and definitely use the coupon code llvlc at checkout to save ten dollars off of your order again it's called jigsaw electrolyte supreme Now, Ellen, why this is not taught for every single type 2 and type 1 diabetic, I have no clue why this is still so ostracized in that community. Don't you agree that that seems to be a unique community that would benefit the most from keto?
2: Absolutely. I don't get it. Patients get it. If you tell there and it's, and it's going to come from the grassroots, right? People going back to the doctors and saying, hey, I feel a lot better when I eat this way. Um, and what you're telling me to do, I don't feel so good. So it's going to happen that way. And I don't know if it has to do with money or just stubbornness or just people take a long time to change their belief systems and like, try, trying to turn around on a freight train, you know, because that that message has been out there for so long that. um you know, diabetics should be allowed to eat whatever they want. That that's it type two diabetes in particular is a dysfunction of it's it's literally carbohydrate intolerance. That's what Keith Runyon says and I yes. totally agree with him. It's carbohydrate intolerance. So for a type two diabetic, the smoking gun of your disease is how much carbohydrate you're taking in. Yeah. So the fix then would be to remove the gun from the equation. So stop eating carbohydrate your blood sugar is going to normalize your insulin resistance which is which has gotten worse over the years because of your high carbohydrate intake is going to your insulin is going to come down eventually and eventually you're not going to need any medication you're not going to need insulin you're not going to need any of that to manage your disease because you've removed the root cause of the disease
0: isn't it funny how we have a disease like type 2 diabetes which is a disease of carbohydrate intolerance, which we're telling people eat more of that thing that you're intolerant to and just cover it up with insulin. And yet insulin isn't the problem. High insulin levels in the body already exist. So it's kind of weird that we we treat a a disease of high insulin with more insulin.
2: Yeah, and I think Jason Fung is really (laughs) elucidating. His his videos are just, to me, just spot on. And and he's really the one that, that has come across... With that idea that you don't need more insulin you need less insulin this yes. is for a type 2 diabetic so type 1 diabetics whole different story they but they have to yeah um, they have to have insulin but the way that a ketogenic diet helps a type 1 diabetic is in that and this is funny to me the ada knows knows about carbohydrates because they tell type 1 diabetics to count carbohydrates and then bolus their insulin after a meal to that carbohydrate yep. intake. So they're aware that it's carbs that are causing the problem, that cause the high blood sugar and cause the need for insulin. Like Because that's what they tell type 1 diabetics. The problem is what they tell type 1 diabetics is that you know they give them a formula. They say if you eat 15 carbs at a meal, then you take this many units of insulin. And that works up to very small amounts of carbohydrate intake. When you start getting into 60 or 70 or 80 carbs per meal, it's not a linear equation. The, the insulin that's needed to bring down 80, the blood sugar rise from 80 carbs is way higher than you would need for 20 carbs. So what that means is that when you take a big bolus of carbohydrate at at a meal and your blood sugars, you know, spikes, you've got to take a bigger dose of insulin than you normally would take for a smaller amount of carbohydrate, which means that th- and it's all kind of a crapshoot. You don't really know how much insulin to take as a type 1 diabetic. You're just guessing. <laughs> so you overguess and your blood sugar crashes, hypo. Hypo, and then that's where it gets dangerous for a type 1 diabetic, especially children. And there's a lot of children in the equation here on this because they're the ones that come up with type 1 diabetes mostly. So parents are terrified about this, and it's a spike crash cycle all the time where if you take the kids and give them a low-carbohydrate diet and, uh, you know, 20 carbs or whatever at, at a meal, it, it depends on the child but and their age and, 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 you know, their size – but if you lower their carbohydrate intake that means you need less insulin which means you're going to have less likely to have a hypoglycemic episode so uh, that's one benefit of a of a of a ketogenic diet for a type 1 diabetic the other benefit is that if your child or you're a type 1 diabetic as an adult if you're in ketosis and your blood sugar drops your brain can use the ketones in your blood to support itself until your blood sugar comes back up
1: <laughs>
2: and so there's it's a two pronged you know, benefit of a type one of a ketogenic diet for type one diabetes. Yeah, and, and they're always warned off because you know the doctor says, "Well, that's ketoacidosis," and it's like, "Well, n- no, <laughs> that's not true." So yeah. they have, you know, we th- I talk about this. Doctor Runyon and I wrote two books on diabetes, and his his knowledge is is on great display in both of those books. By the and way, I his
0: name's Doctor Keith Runyon, and he's a nephrologist. Uh, he's now retired out of uh, Florida. He is retired.
2: Yeah, Yeah, down in Florida. He's a physician and type 1 diabetic, so he knows. He's been on
0: this show before, too. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and and he's been on your cruises, too, I believe. And he's a great guy. He's uh, a a stickler for the details. He's a
0: type 1 diabetic as well, so he knows from whence he speaks.
2: Yep, type 1 diabetic who was on the ADA diet for 13 years after he was diagnosed at the age of 38 and found that. Being on the ADA diet put him. He had hypoglycemia five or six times a week, even though this is a guy with an engineer like mine. He he tracks everything, and he still was having trouble with his blood sugar. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and here's a doctor, and you know, and he talks about that in our book. This his story is really fascinating. Which book but is that? Found, uh, that's uh, there's uh, conquer type two diabetes with a yep. ketogenic diet, and then I have the ketogenic diet for type one diabetes. Right. So both those books are on my website and on Amazon now in paperback. But I encourage anybody with diabetes to read those books because there's a ton of information in there. But he figured it out. And and the reason he wanted to write the books with him is because he was mad because he wasn't taught this in medical school. Yeah. And he suffered for 13 years with horrible hypoglycemia, almost killed himself with insulin a couple of times. I Mm. mean, terrible.
0: You know what we hear out there from a lot of mainstream diabetes uh, specialists that try to educate patients? They say, well, you've got to eat that many carbohydrates in your diet, and yeah, you cover them up with insulin, but you've got to eat that much so you don't have a glucose deficiency. Can you explain why that's a non sequitur?
2: <laughs> well, the body doesn't, there's no such thing as a glucose deficiency, um, It it's what I would say to that is that there's this belief out there, and it comes from some of the studies that the human body needs 130 grams of carbohydrate on a daily basis to support brain function. Because having glucose in the body is all about supporting the brain. If you, Your brain has to have some kind of glucose, uh, your brain cells, and your red blood cells and some other things. But uh, you have to have a certain amount of glucose every day. Now, it depends on what your fuel system is. If you are carbohydrate-adapted... Meaning you are eating tons of carbohydrates, so your insulin is high, your blood sugar is high, which means you're not able to get to your fat stores until you stop eating for four or five hours to burn fat for energy. It means your body's dependent. Your brain basically is dependent on having sugar come in every two or three hours. So you're the kind of person that if you don't eat every two hours or every three hours, you get shaky, you get woozy, you get you feel like you're going to pass out if you don't eat. You get grumpy. There's a bunch of other symptoms, but you, you don't feel well if you don't eat. So when someone is carbohydrate in, uh, adapted, then, yeah, you need 130 grams of carbohydrate or more to support that brain function because that's the only fuel you have. As a sugar burner. As a sugar burner, exactly. So if you switch over to a ketogenic diet, and you're burning fat for fuel, now you've got upwards of 100,000 calories available to you as energy source, even if you're thin, and your brain can use the ketones as a backup fuel when your blood sugar drops. So if you're keto adapted, you only need about 50 grams a day and your body can make that from the protein that you eat and from the glycerol molecules from breaking down the fat Some and fat from other things. Yeah. Foods, yeah. Within the body. So there's no need to eat carbohydrates. There is no biochemical requirement for carbohydrate in the body because the body can make it from the liver. I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> what, well, gluconeogenesis? Yeah, gluconeogenesis, exactly. So, you know, you don't need to eat carbohydrates. And, in fact, there are tons of people in the world, the Maasai in Africa, the Inuit in Alaska, who don't eat carbohydrates for nine months out of the year, and yeah. they're perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they're not brain dead, too. that That's and the other thing. They're
2: not thing. brain dead. They, they live, they work, <laughs> they, you know, play, they... Whatever they do, they 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 live a, a pretty healthy lives unless the Western diet gets all of them. But um, they do they do well without carbohydrate, and and anybody could do well without carbohydrate.
0: Well, and Ellen, I've even been doing some some fasting experiments and and seeing how that would uh, you know show up as well because you can do well without food for a period of time as well, and that's something else. Our culture is just so inundated with. Food after food after food, eat every few hours. And I think a lot of that is what's led to our insulin resistance that you and I deal with so badly today um, that if we just went back to the way that we used to eat long ago, like you were talking about the Maasai, but even just the way that we ate, you know, not that long ago and have periods of fasting and have, you know, kind of these periods of feasting, but it's not feasting on carbohydrate based foods. We'd be a whole lot healthier, wouldn't we?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think eating a ketogenic diet, you kind of naturally, like, evolve into eating that way because you're not hungry. That's right. So you might only need, like, Keith Runyon eats two meals a day. Yeah, me too. A lot of times I'll skip breakfast. I just don't bother because I'm not hungry when I get up in the morning. So oh,
0: you still have breakfast. You just break the fast at noon.
2: (laughs) Yeah, at noon. Yeah, or 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock or whatever. Exactly. So, yeah, I find it very easy to, you know, skip meals and... And, not, and, and it's funny to me. I have to say something funny. You'll, you'll get a laugh out of this because you yeah. understand the, the the metabolic therapeutic conference that we go to in Tampa. So the first year, I don't think you were there, but I was not I was there and I was shocked because, uh, you know, you go to conferences and it starts at nine o'clock in the morning and it ends at four and everybody goes back to the rooms and, and, and you know, and they have a big lunch break in the middle. Yep. Well, Dominic set these conferences. So they started at like eight o'clock in the morning and they ran to like 10 o'clock at night. Yes. And I remember thinking, this is the difference between being keto-adapted and carb-adapted because everybody was fine. Nobody complained, I'm hungry. With barely food in between,
0: too. That's the other thing. Barely any food in between.
2: Yeah, barely any food, just water out in the day. You know, no snacks or anything like that. And nobody complained. And I was just – I just thought that was so – like funny, you know, just the difference in, in how people can go, go, go all day without having a bunch of food.
0: He was still pretty hardcore this year. I think we started some sessions at seven a m and then they went yeah. to like six p m, six, seven p m. and like,
2: yeah, and they have geez. things at night. and yeah, it's just it's just funny to me that it's the difference between being, you know, carb adapted and keto adapted
0: absolutely. well, let's get to why I brought you on today because you do have this book that came out fight cancer with a ketogenic diet, and uh, kudos to your publisher for you know being willing to put this information out there, because quite frankly, I'm sure it's quite controversial. Now, you didn't say cure cancer with a ketogenic diet. You never would, you, and I know you well enough that that's not even yeah. in your vocabulary, but fighting cancer, is this catching on within the oncologist community, or is this still an uphill battle?
2: I, I'm getting, well, first I have to say that I'm the publisher, because I self-publish yeah, I know, so I know. <laughs> um, uh, I just want to make I'm saying kudos
0: to you for being willing to put it out there. So oh, that, thank
2: you. Yeah. yeah, it's been out. You know, this book has been out for I, the first edition came out in 2013, and then I made some changes to so that next year, answered some questions that people had about it, and that uh, second edition was out for several years before I updated it with where where i felt like the the research had gone far enough where i could update it and add some complementary therapies and things like that so and i wanted to get it out in paperback because i get a a lot of questions about a hardcover so um so yeah it's it's i'm sorry ask your question again
0: (laughs) so uh, i I know a a lot of the oncologists are skeptical but are you seeing that that's turning around
2: yes i get i'm starting to get more and more people writing to me my doctor told me about this diet and I wanted to find out more about it you know so that's very that that's just gratifying to me I just think that's so great because there's just still so many cancer patients who fight with their teams uh about you know food and about what they should and should not eat and they're told it doesn't matter and they're told to keep their weight up with shakes and sugar products and things like that and it just it just uh you know you know being caught in the middle of that I'm sure is not fun.
0: Hey fellow Ketonians, in case you haven't heard, my friends Carl and Richard from the Two Keto Dudes podcast along with a whole bunch of their keto friends are going to make history by turning the U.S. town of New London, Connecticut ketogenic for the weekend of July 15th and 16th, 2017. It's called Keto Fest and promises to be not only educational, but a whole lot of fun. My Fasting Talk co-host Megan Ramos and I will be speaking as part of this event, along with a whole bunch of other great keto thought leaders. In addition to great talks, they're also going to have an outdoor keto barbecue with a pig picking, live music, walking, running, cycle tours, and cooking and fitness lessons as well. They've got the local restaurants and the mayor on on board too. So help us make history by reserving your ticket now at KetoFest.com. That's KetoFest.com.
1: Are you looking for healthy low carb snacks but are wary of all the bad choices out there? Then let me introduce you to ADAPT. Low carb, including the ADAPT keto line, you're probably already familiar with, as well as an exciting new line called ADAPT protein. ADAPT nutrition was inspired by low carb researcher and practitioner Dr. Eric Westman, who knows compliance is the biggest challenge his patients face. Having healthy and convenient on the go snack options available that are delicious, low carb, nutrient dense, and gluten free is a must. They also take great care to make sure their products contain no added sugars, trans fats, soybean, or canola oils, and include a whopping 12 grams of healthy saturated fats. The new Adapt Protein Bar has a smooth, chewy texture, and they come in several mouth-watering flavors, including peanut butter, cinnamon swirl, chocolate brownie, and cookies and cream. Get your Adapt Keto and Adapt Protein Bars today at AdaptyourLife.com, and be sure to use the coupon code JIMMYLOVESADAPT at checkout to Get 10% off your order at Adapt Low Carb. Their mantra is adapt and thrive. So start thriving today at AdaptYourLife.com.
0: Part of the issue with this cancer thing is by the time people have the diagnosis of the C word, um, you know, it, it could be too far along or it might be the perfect time for an adjunct therapy like a ketogenic diet. And I know you and others, Miriam Kalamian, is out there kind of spreading this message. And you're basing a lot of your work on the work of Dominique Diagostino and Tom Seafried at Boston College. So, I mean, you're, you're you're not just willy-nilly putting this information together. You're trying to make it evidence-based, truly evidence-based.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the book is very well referenced. It is based on Tom Seafried's work at Boston College. Um, just because I just started getting emails. It started out because dominic shared my website on the christian broadcasting network yes one, you did <laughs> yes evening. he did and uh i remember that, that kind of like ex- that was like in 2000 december of 2012 and i started getting emails from people all over the world asking me how to implement how do we QG do this that. yeah how do i do this and and so I, I i called dom and i'm like why hasn't someone written this and he's like i don't know and he goes he said do you want to write it and i'm like yeah i'll write it and I said, are you sure there's no reason why someone ha- I mean, are there legal ramifications? What am I not? Mi- what am I missing here? Why hasn't this been written? And he's like, I don't think so. So I I, I got Dr. Seifried's book, and I read it. And then I contacted him and said, could I, you know, use your book as a jumping off point to write this? book? he's like, yes because i get emails every day asking me for help so yeah his
0: book is called uh, cancer as a metabolic disease by the way it's like 1000 i'm just kidding it's a lot of money for it's, it's like a textbook 20
2: bucks on amazon yes. it's, it's it's written for other scientists so it's it's a slog to read through but it oh has fantastic information yes if you're you know looking for that kind of information so uh he makes his case very very well that that cancer is not a genetic disease. It's a metabolic disease. And the thing that it just, just to go on about Dr. Seifert, one of the experiments that I think is the strongest through all of this is that, th- you know, the mainstream thinks that cancer is a genetic problem, that right. cancer they cells become damaged. And, you know, the, can- the gene, uh, uh, the damage to the genes is what causes the the cell to become cancerous. And Travis Christofferson has written an excellent book called yes. Tripping Over Truth that really elucidates all of this. But yep. basic idea is that genes drive cancer. And what Dr. Seifert has shown um, is that if you take the nucleus of a cell which has genetic damage and put it into another cell that has um, – a cell body that's fine and all the mitochondria are working because the metabolic therapy says that it has to do with uh, mitochondrial dysfunction. So if you take a cell that's genetically damaged and put it in another cell that has mitochondria that are working, that cell does not become cancerous. But if you take a healthy nucleus and put it into a cell that has broken mitochondria, that cell starts to turn cancerous. I don't know of a smoking gun that's more evident than that.
0: Mm. And yet, it's being ignored because yeah. the ketogenic diet's out there as a therapy uh, available right now for any yeah. oncologist, anybody working in this space trying to help cancer patients, or even people that are trying to prevent cancer. I know Dr. Seafried was on this show many moons ago, like 2008, and he said, "Yeah, if you want to prevent cancer, just fast for like a week to ten days, and 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 you know do that once a year, and you could probably ward off most cancer."
2: Yeah, so fasting is a ketogenic. You know, fasting has the same effect. Ketogenic diet has the same effect as fasting. It puts you into ketosis. You're burning fat for fuel. Yeah. And, and when you do that, you're basically you're inhibiting cancer cell metabolism because cancer cells have to have sugar. Most of them have to have sugar in order to be viable to, to stay alive because their mitochondria don't work. And that's the premise of the, my of Dr. Seifert's work and my book on his work is that cancer cells rely on blood sugar and lots of it to live and keep going and um, if you inhibit blood sugar if you bring it down and um, also bring down insulin which drives some other factors that drives cancer growth then you're inhibiting cancer cell metabolism you're stopping it from growing basically Um, so there's lots of other ways the ketogenic diet works it helps like I said normal cells work more efficiently it lowers insulin it protects normal cells from the uh uh, free radical damage that comes along with radiation treatments for cancer. Yeah, it, it, and it, and it, and back to that genetic thing, it fixes ge- the genetic expression that is uh, contributing to the cancer. So there's lots of different ways that a ketogenic diet helps, but you know, cancer cells are basically they're broken, and and most broken cells should kill themselves, but they don't. Yeah. and um, cancer cells find a way to live beyond being broken and they do that by burning tons of sugar mm.
0: now ellen can you talk about the difference between a ketogenic diet for cancer therapy as opposed to say someone who's using it just for general metabolic health and weight loss and that kind of thing is
2: there a difference yeah, oh yeah absolutely um dr Seafried his in it, it's elucidated in the book sorry but it's the key the carbohydrate intake is really really low it's like 12 grams a day yes so on a regular ketogenic diet you you know dr volick and dr finney say you know 60 carbs below 60 carbs and 100 grams of protein but for someone with cancer, you really want to get your the, – the big thing is getting your ketones up as quickly as possible. So uh, carbohydrate intake is really restricted down to like 12 grams a day, and that's net grams. And then protein has to also be restricted to just enough to maintain body muscle mass. So that's going to be about 0.8 to 1 gram per kilogram. Which is really low. Ideal body weight, which is pretty low. So – uh, you know, for so for somebody weighing 150 pounds, that's about 60 grams of protein a day yep. and 12 carbs, and then you fill in with fat uh, for the balance of your calories. So
0: is it calorie um, restricted as well?
2: It, it can be calorie restricted. Doctor Seafried thinks that that's really important. I, yeah, he I, does. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I, I think there's something to that. If you're insulin resistant yes. already, um, you know that can help bring uh, bring up your ketones very quickly and and bring down your insulin resistance more. Uh, uh, more quickly but if you're a cancer patient and you've already undergone treatment and you're having trouble keeping your weight up or you're just kind of you're not as strong as you would be at the beginning of the course of treatment um, I don't know that fasting is needed for someone like that I think probably the bigger problem is going to be keeping weight on so you just want to eat enough to keep your weight stable and, and that just means eating more fat and you might need to eat a little more protein just to keep your insulin up You don't want insulin up way high, but you need enough insulin to keep your muscle mass.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's just so many mixed messages that patients get uh, because they go to their oncologist. They're not hearing anything about the K-word, and they're just immediately saying, well, you have to do this aggressive therapy with chemotherapy. And and what I've heard with ketosis is it allows the chemotherapy to work better better so that you don't have to maybe use as much of it. Is that what you're seeing uh, within the context of Dr. Seafried's work?
2: Yeah. The studies have shown that if you are in ketosis, if you're making ketones, you know, one millimole or above and you have a chemotherapy treatment or radiation treatment, it's going to be more effective than it would have been if you're not in ketosis. And on top of that, you're going to feel better. You'll be able to ward off, you know, the more uh, unpleasant effects of those treatments. Yeah.
0: So I'm curious, um, in your research for the book, did you look at exogenous ketones? I know they're kind of a newer thing on the on the scene now, but specifically for cancer patients, it would seem like having these exogenous sources of ketones to go along with the endogenous ones produced by the diet that we just uh, described. um, are, Are you finding that there's any benefits to this or is it still too soon?
2: Oh, I think Dominic's shown a lot of benefit. He has, you know, he's doing studies now with mice where he'll, uh, you know, take a diseased mouse and he'll put it on a ketogenic diet and it has about a 78% survival, a better survival rate than regular mice. But then he'll add ketones, exogenous ketones and hyperbaric oxygen and that mice will survive 103% longer than the mice that don't get those treatments. So I definitely think for people with, with, uh, cancer and epilepsy, exogenous ketones are a really good deal because they're just a way for you to spike your ketone levels higher, you know, for, at a meal than they would be if you just relied on the diet alone. So, um, Eugene Fine found in his studies, the people that he did a study with 12 cancer patients that, um... Uh, I think, no, I think it was 10 patients that were pretty far along. They were pretty close to the end, uh, the finishing line. And um, he put 10 of them on a ketogenic diet. It was a pilot study. And five of them did pretty well. And the five that did well were the ones that had the highest ketone levels in relation to baseline. Yeah. So it's all about getting those ketone levels up. I think Dr. Seyfried still thinks that the calorie restriction is is a, is definitely something to look at. And I think that's true for people who are insulin resistant. Um, but getting those ketones up there has been shown to be really beneficial as well. So uh, anything you can do to get your ketones higher is good.
0: Well, isn't it Dr. seafood who... Seafried who also came up with the whole glucose to ketone index or something like that. Can yeah, you the tell, talk about index. that?
2: Right. Yeah. And I think that was because the first the first uh, edition of my book, he, in his book, he talks about getting you know blood sugar in a certain range and i think it's very difficult for patients to get to that range it was like below 65 yeah that's just almost impossible to hit that blood sugar level unless you're just not eating and and uh you don't want cancer patients to lose weight so not eating's not on the cards for them but um so patients were finding it very difficult and i think he got a lot of feedback on that and so he worked with his team to come up with a better way to measure your progress and that they came up with this gk index which is a glucose to ketone ratio so you take your glucose levels translate it into millimole because for americans it's in it's in um uh millimeters we're behind the time yeah we're behind the time so (laughs) milligrams per deciliter doesn't
0: translate very well
2: (laughs) right so you take your your American glucose, translate it to the European millimole version, and then compare that to your ketones, which are always measured in millimoles. So you want a one to one ratio there. You want to be, I, I feel like you need to be trending toward that 1.0 ratio. It's like not
0: a 4.0 to 4.0 is kind of ideal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like three, you know. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's difficult to do that, but if you're in the one point five, you know, the two point range, I think you're doing really well, because, like I said, cancer is a very stressful disease. So stress hormones in general will drive up your blood sugar. So it's it's uh it, it was just a way for the, for people to I think for Doctor Siever to give people some kind of of uh, tool to use to track their progress.
0: Yeah, it de- it definitely then leaving them to their own devices. I, I did like that when I saw it come out, but I thought some people would kind of go, whoa, 4.0 millimolar blood sugar is something like 70. <laughs> so, yeah. So you yeah. have to really Stop. be hardcore. But the, the beautiful thing is when you get ketone levels high enough, blood sugar levels go that low. So it's kind of a, a, a tit for tat kind of thing.
2: Yeah, because ketones actually lower blood sugar. So That's the right. higher ketones are, they'll drive down your blood sugar. Absolutely.
0: Well, we could wax eloquently for hours upon hours upon hours because I've known you for many years. I know you're doing really good work. Again, her name, Ellen Davis. Check out her brand new book. It's called Fight Cancer with a Ketogenic Diet. I got to ask you, do you have aspirations to get that with a major publisher and kind of get the word out there in a bigger way? Or have you seen roadblocks in that realm?
2: for me there's been roadblocks I've I've asked about it and and there has been some interest in it but I just feel better publishing it myself because then I have more control over it and I can make changes when I need to because this this science is just so it's evolving fast it's evolving every day so I want to be able to you know, get the newest research. If something comes up that's just a, you know a blockbuster result from yeah. Dominic or Tom, I want to be able to go into that book and make that change, so that people know about it. So yeah, it's better for me if I publish it myself.
0: And of course, all the great information uh, at your resource, Ketogenic Diet dash if you've not already been there before you guys get ready to spend hours upon hours upon hours and and days upon days looking at all the great information that ellen's been putting out there for years and ellen thanks so much for joining us here today on the live and Vida low carb show
2: thanks thanks for having me jimmy i really appreciate it S-
0: coming up next time on the live and levita low carb show we'll have the founder and ceo of personal trainer food his name mike stark get show notes for today's episode at the live and low and if you like what you hear leave us a review at itunes thanks
1: for listening to the live and levita low carb show we'll see you next time
0: Disc of Light